0: Welcome to the Grand Prix 24-7 podcast, your weekly insight into the world of Formula One. Hello and welcome to a slightly impromptu episode of the Grand Prix 24-7 podcast. I'm your host, Will, and as always, I'm joined by Paul Velasco to discuss the news that Sergio Perez will be driving for Red Bull in the 2021 Formula 1 season. He'll be replacing Alex Albon, who is going to move into a reserve and test driver role at Red Bull. Paul, what's your kind of initial reaction to this news?
1: Well, I was super relieved. I think like most of the Formula 1 world... I can't think of anyone who wasn't urging them to sign Sergio. Sergio really deserves it. He's getting a crack at a, you know, a big team, a winning team for the first time, really. The McLaren episode was a disaster. I think he's proven his worth time and time again. And I think this year, he just his game just went on to another level. And um, it's going to be interesting to see him alongside Max. I think for Max, it's exactly what Max needed. It was a guy that's going to push him at the highest level and a guy that's going to also bring in the points. There is a dynamic that might not work. You know, Sergio's not an easy guy to get on with, apparently. Uh, but let's see how he plugs in. Uh, people mature. People adapt. Put it this way. If I was Sergio's coach, I'd say, listen, Sergio, go in there. Help them bring the title to Max and see what you can get out of it. I mean, I'm not saying to Sergio he must not you know, take the, the fight to Max. But really, it's Max's team. He should come there and he should play uh, a secondary role initially. And uh, very much like Jensen did with, with Lewis, you know, I think at McLaren, I think that would be an interesting way to handle it. So uh, it's very interesting times. It's not like it's, it's 100% slam dunk in terms of uh, this is the right thing for Red Bull, but I think it is the best thing for Red Bull.
0: Yeah, I think uh, there are a number of different factors here to consider. Firstly, this is Red Bull actually moving away from their driver academy for the first time since they hired Mark Webber, So that is definitely a, a slightly different way of going about things than they have done in the past. There's also the thing to consider, which is Alex Albon. I think that while he didn't live quite up to expectations at Red Bull, he has probably shown that he's got enough to deserve a career in Formula 1 going forward. So how they manage him and his career is going to be really fascinating to watch. We know that drivers have come back. Look at Daniel Kvyat from those uh, test and reserve driver roles. So I really hope that potentially Albon does get another opportunity.
1: Well, I'm going to sort of disagree with you and say I don't think Alex has done anything to deserve a career in Formula 1. I mean, he was trounced comprehensively by by Max, and Max is the benchmark. So any team that's wanting someone to be a world champion, you've got to look at the Max level. You know, that's the level you've got to look at. I think the only guys of that generation that are at the Max level that I can see at the moment that have put it out there, I would go Charles Leclerc, obviously, uh, Lando Norris, George Russell. Uh, I'm not seeing. You can correct me and add another one if you want, but I'm not seeing any anyone else. You can't add. Alex Albon to that group as as emotionally as I feel and the guy's such a nice kid and and, you know he's 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 such a cool guy but the reality is Formula One is not just about cool guys you've got to really deliver and he he got a platform which was the best team in Formula One one of the best teams in Formula One in Red Bull and he just has not had it uh, in terms of giving it to Max now if Sergio is in the same situation please I don't think Red Bull should should wait they shouldn't wait six months a year give him time he's out you know at the end of the day I think Sergio will bring it but Alex hasn't brought it so I'll ask you this question if you're one of the nine other team principals on the grid would you take Alex?
0: Obviously I think that Alex Albon would do a better job at Williams than Nicholas Latifi but obviously Alex isn't able to bring the money that Latifi does so I think that there's probably a place for him on the grid I do agree that he didn't bring it at Red Bull and if you end up seventh in the standings when you have the second best car you're open to criticism, you're open to scrutiny over whether you should have that seat. And when you're beaten by someone in Sergio Perez who isn't in as quick a car as you are, then I think Sergio's done enough to earn that seat. He won a race, he's been on the podium. It's unfortunate not to get another couple of podiums due to strategy misjudgments and reliability issues. So yeah, I, I do think that this is the right decision from Red Bull, but I, I do think Alex has been a tad unfortunate, perhaps more for the way that he was rushed into this Seats so quickly, so early in his career, you know, half a season into being at Toro Rosso, when he didn't even think that he was going to be racing an F1, and then he's put in this car against one of the best drivers on the grid in a car that's quite difficult to drive as well. So, I do have some sympathy for him, but I, I agree, if if you're if you're not bringing it, one of the best teams in Formula One, probably the second best car on the grid, yeah, then you have to answer for something. Sorry,
1: just on the Albon thing before we go. Apparently, he was offered the Toro Rosso seat. The word is, and he said no, he doesn't want to take it. So. That's quite an interesting development there, which I, I don't know how true that is. At the end of the day, it's the proofs in the pudding is what you bring in terms of points and stuff like that. And honestly, it was a one man show for Red Bull last year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess the, the consideration with Toro Rosso is maybe Albon was opened that opportunity, but I can 100% see why they would want to look at Yuki Sonoda, c- considering how much he improved across the F2 season last year. And, I mean, they're not getting rid of Pierre Gasly, are they? So I find it difficult to believe that Albon would have been offered that opportunity because I think in Sonoda and Gasly, they've got one driver who's very promising and another driver who is just bringing excellent results for them every single week and is making them closer to competing with the midfield than they are to competing with the Alfa Romeos and the uh, the Hasses and the Williams of the grid. So it, it's, it's an interesting one and I, I don't know whether we'll see Alex Albon back on the grid, but... Uh, it's looking murky for his future, that's for certain.
1: I call it the Alex Albon experiment. It just didn't work. And I'm going to throw this one out there. You know, so much has been said about the Red Bull driver pool and drivers coming up, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I'll tell you what, Ferrari are doing a better job pumping up really good lads onto the scene. Red Bull ran dry. I mean, Dr. Helmut Marko is in charge of that. and I must say that department is in chaos because... Did he not do the maths? Did he say, okay, I've got five drivers, four seats? You know, I just feel that there's some real bad man management going on there. You know, imagine what Alex Albon feels right now. I mean, he is gutted. He is totally distraught. You know, so you've got this situation that's been caused by the so-called driver program of them, which really has no tail. I don't see anyone coming up. And it's just caused dissatisfaction among the drivers from the days of Brendan Hartley, even go back to Scott Speed, that whole crowd. They just have never really managed their drivers in a satisfactory way. No,
0: that's that's exactly the point, isn't it? They have managed their drivers in such a way that now they're going outside their driver academy for the first time. In their modern history because of the fact that they've promoted drivers at the wrong time, they've demoted drivers at the wrong time, and they're now in a situation where they don't have anyone left. Gasly's already, Gasly's already been and gone. Kvyat's already been and gone. Albon's already been and gone. You know, the only option would have been to put
1: Sonoda straight up in the big team. Go on, Paul. What about guys like Sebastian Buemi and jean eric Verne? Surely they could have given them a bash two or three years ago, or even now. I mean, those are very, very, very good drivers. And they didn't work in the programme and they went on to do great things in other series. I mean, Buemi's a Le Mans winner. He spearheaded the Toyota Gazoo WEC Championship. The guy's a totally different driver to 10 years ago. Yet, when they're looking for a, 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 a driver to be Max's partner, why didn't they give Buemi a go at least? You know what I mean? I think just their their, their whole track record stinks to me. It's appalling. And as many, as, as respected as he is in the paddock and he's a legend of the sport, Dr. Helmut Marko has got this wrong at the moment. You know, really, seriously, I just do not believe uh, he's doing anyone any favours with the programme. Having said that, I don't want to detract from the fact that Sergio de- deserves the drive. So it's a double-edged sword for fans. But really, this program really needs to rethink.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, a situation where for every Sebastian Vettel, Max Verstappen, Daniel Ricciardo success story, you have about five drivers who kind of had the carpet ripped out from underneath them.
1: Antonio Felix da Costa, man. He was nearly in Formula One. I think Max pipped him to it or Carlos Sainz it was one of those it was around that period. Why did they never give him a chance?
0: It's, it's incredible when you think of the fact they also had Carlos Sainz as well. And look at him, there he's you now go. Ferrari, partnering Charles Leclerc. I, I, I get it. Max Verstappen is phenomenally talented. And it seems, unfortunately, like they've kind of done a scorched earth policy of everyone who's not Max Verstappen because you know, they don't yeah, want exactly. anything getting in his way. And it's cost him Daniel Ricciardo, it's cost him uh, Carlos Sainz. Who, who knows what the kind of continued effects of, of that policy is going to be. But let's talk about Sergio. It looks like he's going to be signing a one-year contract. What does he have to do to stick around in that seat for longer than that that
1: one year? He's got to push Max every session, every single session, especially in qualifying. And then he's got to bring it in the race. He's got to deliver every time, every time. If he doesn't win, Max should win. If Max is not winning, Sergio should be winning. Because, uh, you know, I've got this thing with Max. Max is very, you know, to me, one of the hottest properties in Formula One. But he's hero zero stuff. You know, Max is either going to win it or he's going to bin it. And until he sort of gets rid of that sort of, let's call it uh, anger of youth, that needs to really be totally out of control. Uh, and he'll, he'll he'll bring that in. He's already done a fantastic job. He's, he's honed that. Uh, so I think while Max will get better and better and better, Sergio has just got to deliver constantly like he's done in all the other teams, pick up. The pieces when Max doesn't score, I would say that's the, that, that that would be the first prize. And I, my advice to Sergio is be humble, go there, give it everything you've got.
0: Yeah, I think, I think they're looking at the kind of Mercedes-Hamilton-Bottas kind of relationship and as their kind of optimum scenario. They want him kind of being his wingman, helping uh, with the strategy, uh, helping to disrupt Mercedes. You look at um, the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix, Mercedes couldn't pull... A kind of unique strategy option because Alex Albon was inside the pit window of Bottas and Hamilton. That's what they want. It's just Albon can deliver that. I do think that in terms of qualifying, I still feel like Max is going to have definite edge. Sergio's not ever been renowned for his qualifying. I know that is in part due to his preferred uh, direction in setup. He usually goes with a setup that can help him protect the tires and help him focus on race pace. But I don't expect to see Sergio kind of out-qualifying Max on a regular basis I think that if he's kind of regularly within three tenths then he's done his job that will probably see him qualifying near the front of the grid and really where his prowess will come and something that actually he potentially could even be better at Max's is, is that tyre management he can make those uh contra strategies work and he can just be an absolute pain in the ass for the Mercedes guys when he's just running and running and running and it prevents them from stopping so I do think that That's the real skill that he's going to be bringing. I think he'll be better in qualifying than Albon, but I don't think it's going to be a a huge difference. I do think, though, that in terms of race management uh, and race pace, that's where the real value of Checo Perez is going to come in.
1: Yes, I'm not going to deny it. I think that's absolutely spot on. The race craft is something that's intrinsic and you can't... uh, learn it overnight and it's something that's just been part of his arsenal since he was at Sauber so in terms of racecraft that's where Max is going to have his work cut out and he'll learn from, from from Sergio trust me he'll learn a lot from Sergio in terms of qualifying I don't know you know I'm going to go and, and, and be contrary and say I think he might be a lot closer than you might imagine I would say he would be more Bottas Lewis kind of level
0: a couple of weeks back he could have been ending his career as Sergio Perez the guy who finished on the podium a couple of times but never got that opportunity to drive in a in a kind of front-running car. You now look at him. He's a Grand Prix winner. He's on his way to Red Bull. He could finish his career with four or five Grand Prix victories, you know, a kind of top three in the standings finish. This kind of... His, his career path has just flipped in such an amazing way. Uh, it was really at a kind of crossroads where it was either kind of out of the sport or this massive opportunity. And yeah, I I do think you make a good point about him never having worked in one of these very kind of well-resourced teams. You've got to remember that Perez actually kind of stopped racing, uh, sorry, stopped Force India going bankrupt. You know, he helped keep them afloat until the Lawrence Stroll uh, consortium came in to save them. So, you know, this is not a guy who's been, you know, he spent one year at McLaren in 2013, but that was pretty much as McLaren was on the downturn. You know, he's not spent much time in one of these uh, very well-resourced teams. And uh, another thing to consider is how popular he was at Racing Point. You know, you see all the uh, mechanics and how disappointed they were when it was confirmed that he was going to be leaving the team. You saw Racing Point posting about how great a driver he was today when it was confirmed that he'd be a Red Bull. I do think that he can ingratiate himself quite nicely into that Red Bull team. And maybe it won't be so max-based because they've got Perez, who deserves a lot of respect in his own right.
1: I think he makes some very valid points there. And I wouldn't, you know, everyone's sort of saying, well, Carlos Sainz going to Ferrari to be number two to Charles Leclerc. That's not going to happen. Yes, Sergio, to get in at racing point, needs to be humble and eat humble pie. But when he gives it 100%, 110% every weekend, weekend, week out, with a good piece of kit. I'm going to pose this question to you. What if he's he's three tenths quicker than Max? Highly unlikely. I granted it. But let's just be devil's advocates here and just say, what if he's three tenths quicker than Max? (laughs) You know what I mean? I just say we're into a fantastic partnership here and I don't think anyone is ever going to be three tenths quicker than Max. But I'll tell you what, if someone can help Max find an extra three tenths, rather Sergio, and Alex Albon or anyone else I can think of, actually, to be honest.
0: I, I would be very, 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 very surprised if Perez is consistently out-qualifying Max Verstappen. Obviously, you can't completely rule it out, but I would be absolutely shocked. However, I do think you make a good point in that Sergio is definitely going to push Max a bit more. He's going to keep him on his toes. And the thing about... Alex Albon and Max, is Max didn't consider Albon a threat to him in the in the slightest. He didn't think that there was any way that he could do anything to beat him. And that's no longer the case. And that's not a healthy position to be in. Hamilton at Mercedes, he he's confident that he can get the better out of Bottas. But he knows that he can't just go through the motions and it will happen. Because if he does that, Bottas will beat him. So I just think it's good to ha- keep Max on his toes, keep him motivated, and... I think that will also help him in, in the grand scheme of things when going up against the Mercedes guys. That is just about all we've got time for, but please do remember to tune in to the Grand Prix 24-7 podcast during the off-scene as me and Paul continue to break down some of the big storylines coming out of the season and give our end-of-year awards. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can email me at podcast.grandprix247.com and you can always visit the site grandprix247.com. Thanks for listening and we will speak to you soon. Bye-bye.